Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is Relentless Dairy on podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on podbean.com and the Podbean app. If you're listening live, I would like to apologize for running late. We were at Bible study, and it went considerably longer than we normally would expect it to go. But hey, these things happen. I'm so sorry. Um, But this this week, we are going to be looking at... How MIT did a study that all of us crazy science deniers are more apt to use science to back up our heterodoxy and not just be the normal naive sheep that bleat everything that we've been told to bleat. Also, why don't we know the name of the shooter of Ashley Babbitt? Why is Cori Bush the worst export in the state of Missouri and dark side discovers that payback is a bitch. We will be on getting into that one in just a few minutes, but that story is just absolutely nuts. But a little word from some sponsors. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right. So, oh my goodness. I don't even know where to start because I had all this stuff planned out or I say planned out. More like uh, thrown together at the last second, because that's usually how it happens. But this is something I wasn't expecting to talk about. But who knew for however long since 2017 when the uh, congressional baseball team shooting occurred, we all knew on the right that this was an act of terror. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Womp, 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 womp. Thank you, Steve. I needed that. But anyways, we all on the right knew this is an act of political terrorism. No, uh, Lady Dice says workplace violence. No, workplace violence is when you have an army psychiatrist who just... By sheer happenstance is Muslim. And by pure coincidence is shouting Allahu Akbar as he shoots at a bunch of soldiers inside of a uh, 
Soldier Readiness Processing Station. Yeah, that's that's workplace violence. We can ask the great Messiah himself, Barack Obama. But the FBI has quietly admitted that the 2017 GOP baseball shooting was, in fact, domestic terrorism. Yeah, so uh, this is an article that dropped yesterday from the Federal, or no, this is Washington Examiner. I do have a Federalist article. I'll get to it. Uh, the FBI quietly admitted Friday at the 2017 Alexandria, Virginia baseball field shooting that nearly killed Representative Steve Scalise has been classified as domestic terrorism carried out by a domestic violent extremist targeting Republicans after the Bureau previously classified it as suicide by cop. Now you look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty Princess Eve breaking. The FBI discovers what Americans already knew. Uh, the revelation appears in the middle of an appendix on page 35 of a 40 page FBI DHS report released on Friday titled Security Strategic Intelligence Assessment and Data on Domestic Terrorism. In a section describing approximately 85 different FBI-designated significant de- domestic terrorism incidents in the United States from 2015 to 2019. <gasps> Whew, that's a mouthful. I would hate to see that on a business card. The Alexandria baseball field shooting appears with the FBI categorizing the perpetrator as a domestic violent extremist and describing the incident thusly, quote, An individual with a personalized violent ideology targeted and shot Republican members of Congress at a baseball field and wounded five people. The subject died as a result of engagement with law enforcement, end quote. In June 2017, James Hodgkinson, a man from Illinois who was living out of a van by the river. Oh, wait, sorry. My bad. I got carried away. Well, Chris Farley there. My bad. Living in a van in Alexandria, opened fire at Eugene Simpson Stadium Park after asking GOP Representative Jeff Duncan, who was leaving practice early, if the players were Republican or Democrats, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And we know that Steve Scalise was shot, nearly killed, then nearly died again afterward. (laughs) But he was eventually killed by... uh, Capitol Police Officer Crystal Greiner and David Bailey. Uh, Scalise nearly bled death and required multiple surgeries before returning to Congress. Hodgkinson, a Bernie bro, was killed by law enforcement. Good. And what's sad is they even tried to play... I remember them trying to play up that the, the one police officer was a lesbian. They were saved by the LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum community. But my question is, why did it take four years 
And then they have to bury it. I mean, I get it is not exactly a, not exactly a high mark on your career when you go, ah, yeah, yeah, it was, I was a suicide by cop. I was just trying to get the cops to kill him, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, he wounded one of the cops who was shooting at him. That's not suicide by cop. Suicide by cop is when you go Michael Douglas at the end of falling down where you pull a training pistol out of your out of your you know jacket pocket and point at the police you do it really fast so they go so they go gun and shoot that is suicide by cop i mean it, it'd be like saying that poor kid uh who was pointing an air rifle that he used for his extermination business out of a hotel window trying to impress this girlfriend. Like saying, you know, oh, he was committing suicide by cop. He was trying to entice the cop to shoot him five times in the back while he was on his knees, complying with the officer's really hard-to-comply-with demands. It, it's ridiculous that they think we're this freaking stupid, nay, retarded. That we can't look at the facts. That we can't look at the evidence. And figure out for ourselves what it is. But instead, they just want to stroke our little egos. They just want to... They just want to oh, no, no. We, we, we have to keep the public calm. We can't let them get all worked up and all in a panic because this Hodgkinson guy may have done something bad. Oh, my God. These people, these people in Congress have absolute Congress, the executive branch, especially the ones who aren't accountable. The political appointees, if they go against whichever president appointed them, the president can go, you know what? You serve my pleasure. Get the hell out. The problem is not necessarily them because they do ha- they do have to be held to account by somebody. The problem is all the members of the bureaucracy below it. The agents, the agents to, they're held to, to account, but you, you get these middle managers. They're not agents. They're just kind of, I got hired by the department of justice as a, as a paper pusher. And so they, they write up these reports and if they don't like the way that a report looks, they can just reword it. Who's who's going to go after some bureaucrat who they're not they're not an attorney with the DOJ. They're not an investigator. They're not they're not an FBI agent. They're just some bureaucrat protected by a government union. No one's going to go after them. I mean we we saw what happened at the end of the Mueller report. After it came out from the IG report that, 
Oh my God. Not only did someone change an email, they it was blessed off on by X, Y, and Z at the top of the FBI and then sent under false pretenses to a FISA court to get a warrant to spy on Carter Page. Where were all the big fish who knew it was fake, signed off on it, and then walked into the FISA court like it was true? I'll tell you where they're not. They're not in prison. Some lawyer that nobody ever heard of went to prison. But oh, we have we have the we don't have the we don't have a perfect justice system, but it's the most perfect one we could we could build. No, we don't. Anyone who's still saying that after what almost two hundred fifty years of a, as a country since having this system of law and order that was built starting in seventeen ninety two when we established the United States Constitution and got throughout the Articles of Confederation. Anyone who says, uh, it's not perfect, but it's the most perfect we can build, they're full of crap. We have we don't even have a two-tiered justice system anymore. We have a we have a multi-tiered who do you know system. Because you can have people who are low level, but they know somebody. Or they're a political contributor. And they get a slap on the wrist. Or you have someone who's willing to take the fall to protect somebody else, and they get slap on the wrist. You have police officers. The minute they pull a trigger on an unarmed individual, the minute they pull the trigger on an armed individual, the minute they're trying to stop someone driving off in a car and they're because and they're reaching in trying to pull the keys out of the ignition, the dude takes off so they pop him in the head. They know those people's names immediately. We saw this happen with, with Micaiah Bryant, the cop who shot her. Within hours, his name was out there. Because we remember LeBron James, the worst human being in all of the NBA. He's worse than Rodman, for God's sake. He comes out, tweets out a picture of the cop and says, you're next. Wait, are you conveying a threat? Are you conveying a threat on a police officer, LeBron James? Delete, delete, delete. I, I, I did not mean to do post, make a post that, that caused more hate. That was not my intent. I was not threatening the officer. Oh, shut up, you self-righteous, conceited bag of crap.
We live in a country that is rapidly going off the rails. And it scares the ever-loving shit out of me. Pardon my French. I don't know where we're going anymore. I, I seriously don't. I took an oath as a service member to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Yet, I see all over the spectrum lawfare being used to just rip everything apart. Like I said, I I mentioned that, yeah, we, we knew Officer Reardon's name almost immediately. The two cops, the, the two cops who were involved in shooting Rayshard Brooks in Atlanta, we knew their names within a few hours. New listener, the dude, Sean, I'm glad I didn't go to war and fight for this country. I would be so let down. Brother, you have no idea. I even in Congress, Congress is still trying to get the name. Uh, this is from a couple days ago. Congressman Paul Gozer demands to know who executed Ashley Babbitt at U.S. Capitol demonstration on January 6th. Again, I have made this clear. I am torn on the shooting of Ashley Babbitt. 100% admit it. There is no reason she should have been killed. Point blank. But at the same time, I understand where that cop was coming from. So I am torn. But at the same time, I also don't know. Was the cop warning her? Did was it made what did he make it known? If you come through that window, I'm going to shoot. I don't know. And this is a world of cognitive dissonance that I, I can't even begin to explain. I know there's people listening to this who think that, ah, Tyler, yeah, you say she shouldn't have been killed, but you can still empathize with the cop who shot her. Yeah, I know. It's, it hurts. Lady die. It's cold blood murder. Kim, the facts will be released. They'll, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. All of that. Uh, murder. They left them in the building. No other cop drew their weapon. Uh, except for the uh, the tactical team that came up the stairs behind Ashley Babbitt, who had automatic uh, SMGs. I mean, again, like I said, as I said, 
five months ago that I, I'm in a, I'm in a horrible spot emotionally on this shooting. I, I agree. It, it's murder. But I can understand where the cop was coming from. But anyways, to the story, this is from Big League Politics. Representative Paul Gozer, Republican Arizona, grilled a deep state bureaucrat at a legislative hearing on Wednesday over who murdered peaceful peaceful pro-Trump patriot Ashley Babbitt during the January 6th demonstration in the U.S. Capitol. I can't really call her peaceful. She was smashing out a window. They, you say you say this kind of spin doesn't only happens on the left. It's apparently happening somewhere on the right here. Smashing out a window is not peaceful protesting. Just like just like crashing your way into a store downtown and ripping and looting all the crap out of it is not protesting. Uh, dude, Sean, was that the only live shot fire that day? Why? Yes. Yes, it was. Anyways, uh, the killer has been protected by federal authorities and cleared of any charges and wrongdoing. Gozer does. Huh, there's a Gozer that goes Aryan. Gosar, I guess. So that's not getting me confused. Paul Gozar does not believe this is acceptable. And he questioned former acting attorney general Jeffrey Rosen over the systemic injustice perpetuated against her and other Trump supporters. Mr. Rosen, do you recall the name of the young lady, a a veteran wrapped in the American flag who was killed in the U.S. Capitol? He asked. I do. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. Rosen responded via a Zoom call. Yes, Ashley Babbitt. Was Ashley Babbitt armed? Rosen became uneasy at this point, claiming that he did not want to comment on individual situations. Gozer did not accept this sorry excuse and continued to press forward with his questioning. Was the death of Ashley Babbitt a homicide? Gozer asked before adding that the death certificate listed as a homicide. Who executed Ashley Babbitt? Gozer asked Rosen again refusing to address the question and offer a response. At this point, Gozer switched his question over to Washington, D.C. Police Chief Robert J. Connie III. Oh, my, aren't we pretentious? Not are we, not are we only Robert J. Conti. We are Robert J. Conti III, who was also appearing before Congress over Zoom. What are the rules of engagement at the D.C. at the D.C. protests? Uh, the only time we engage in riot gear is in situations where there's an actual attack that's going on. They have a link to the exchange. Uh, Big League Politics has reported on how Babbage Killer is being protected by the system after shooting her dead in cold blood inside the Capitol. Quote, the unnamed black officer who shot Ashley Babbitt dead in a gruesome scene inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th will not be charged for any crime. The individual whose identity is still being protected by authorities can be seen with a mask on, pointing the gun at Babbitt, who was unarmed. The usual standards that are applied to drug dealers and thugs killed by officers. 
Yeah, regular prompting society-wide orgies of violence as a response had been waived for Babbitt because she was a patriotic, Trump-supporting Air Force veteran. And this goes back and rehashes an old article. And this is what I was saying earlier. Anytime there's a police shooting, if the suspect meets a certain sociopolitical benchmark, so to speak, we know the cops' names immediately. Derek Chauvin's name was known within hours of the death of George Floyd. Yet... We don't know who this person's name is. I mean, what are the reasons here? What what are the reasons? Oh, well, uh, we want to protect the officer from any potential backlash or doxing and people putting out his personal information, blah, blah, blah. But if it was a white cop, And Black Lives Matters had stormed that building. And a white Capitol Police officer shot and killed a protester who, yes, the protester was coming through a window that they had helped smash out while a proud boy, rabble-rousing cameraman was right there to film the whole damn thing. We would know within minutes that officer's name. But you flip the script. A white Trump supporter coming through a window is shot by a black officer while a BLM Antifa rabble-rousing cameraman who is currently under indictment for inciting violence that led to a murder in Salt Lake City, by the way. He's right there filming the whole damn thing. But we don't know the cop's name. This, I said it shortly after January 6th when I did the, when I did my first show. I think I maybe even done the show that night. It was an absolute travesty what happened at the Capitol. Yes, there were people who were let in and they they walked they walked all in nice neat rows through the Capitol building, through the halls of Congress and oh well we'll take my selfie here. Meanwhile outside there is videos of people with flags beating a cop on the ground. You have people Literally, instead of just going up the stairs, they're scaling the walls that go up the landings of the stairs on Capitol Hill. You have people acting the complete and total fool. But hey, Donald Trump 
Meat is miles away saying, let's march. If you want to go over there, march peacefully over and let your voice be heard. <gasps> He's inciting violence. Oh, my God. He's such a monster. We need to impeach him again. I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar? How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only 4 to 5 net carbs for you keto dieters, 6 flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and 3 flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Daring. All right, getting back into this. Had to take a breather. Have some Jameson. Kind of find some mellow there for a minute because that, that last story oh, it just pissed me off so much. Almost as much as the next one. <laughs> Lady Died apparently is drinking Tullamore. Actually, what I really like to get is some uh, some proper 12 which will be another episode of the Whiskey Pod when that happens. All right, so he like said this next story. Getting into the uh, the whole COVID arena, and for months and months and months, nigh on a year, people like me have been called science deniers. We've been called, you know. Been told that we're living in the Stone Age, that we're losing our minds, that you just want to kill Grandma. Well, I do not want to kill Grandma. If I did, I would run for a governor of New York and have all the and have all the nursing homes packed with COVID patients. <laughs> Lady died. Do we have happy stories? I don't know, but MIT has done a study. And it has found that us crazy science deniers who hate science are very good at using science to back up our heterodoxy. I mean, tell the truth about COVID. So, uh, and this, 
this article from MIT News. When more COVID-19 data doesn't equal more understanding. Social media users share charts and graphs, often with the same underlying data, to advocate opposing approaches to the pandemic. Since the start of COVID-19 pandemic, charts and graphs have helped communicate information about infection rates, deaths, and vaccinations. Yeah, I don't know why I'm, uh, why I'm affecting a fake Cambridge mass accent, but whatever. In some cases, such visualizations can encourage behaviors that reduce risk transmission, like wearing a mask. Indeed, the pandemic has been hailed as the breakthrough moment for data visualization. Huh. But new findings suggest a more complex picture. A study from MIT shows how coronavirus skeptics have marshaled data visualizations online to argue against public health orthodoxy <laughs> orthodoxy <laughs> about the benefits of mask mandates. You mean like the fact that they don't work? Such Counter-visualizations are often quite sophisticated, using data sets from official sources and state-of-the-art visualization methods. You mean we interpret them based off what we're seeing, not, oh, well, well, the, the emperor, god, king, Dr. Monsignor Fauci, blessed be his name, says that this, this graph says that it's this. Uh <laughs> Pretty Princess Steve. I love being called a cultist by Branch Covidians. Absolutely. And this article, if you can't tell, is written by a Branch Covidian. The researchers combed through hundreds of thousands of social media posts and found that coronavirus skeptics often deploy counter-visualizations alongside the same follow-the-data rhetoric as public health experts. Yet the skeptics argue for radically different policies. The researchers conclude that data visualizations aren't sufficient to convey the urgency of the COVID-19 pandemic because even the clearest graphs can be interpreted through a variety of belief systems. Such as, we want to control you, so this is how we're going to interpret this data that shows the complete opposite of what we're saying. Quote, A lot of people think of metrics like infection rates as objectives, says Crystal Lee. But they're clearly not, based on how much debate there is on how to think about the pandemic. That's why we say data visualizations have become a battleground. Oh my God. The research will be presented at the ACM Conference on Human Factors in Computing Systems in May. Lee is the study's lead author and a PhD student in MIT's History, Anthropology, Science, Technology, and Society program, but not a real doctor. And MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory. Oh, yay! Yay, she works in artificial intelligence. Remember, folks, it's not that the computers are going to kill you. It's the people who program the computers that are going to kill you. 
as well as a fellow at Harvard, fellow at Harvard University's Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society. Co-authors include Graham Jones, a Margaret McVicker faculty fellow in anthropology, Arvind Satyanarayan, the MBX career development assistant professor in the Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science and CSAIL, Tanya Yang, an MIT undergrad, and Gabrielle and Choco, a Wellesley College undergrad. So we, 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 so we have a bunch of internet people who aren't doctors. Keep this in mind. These are not medical researchers. These are internet peoples. Swap out words to Miss Mary Mack with Dr. Fauci is a quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Noise. I love it. But, yeah, the it, it basically goes on to say that the science deniers are very adept at taking publicly available data and twisting it to push their own heterodoxy because they're evil and they want grandma to die. Meanwhile, the CDC has finally admitted after more than a year, the COVID-19 virus, the SARS-CoV-2 virus does not travel on water vapor in your breath. It's airborne. It does not need the moisture in your breathing, in your exhalations, to be used as a vector to transfer the disease. Why does it have to be heterodoxy, you bigot? Because homodoxy just sounds like too much fun, okay? Anywho's, so yeah. So the, the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus is airborne. This is from the CDC. <laughs> Kim says maybe it's transdoxy. Hey, nobody's judging. This is a judgment-free zone. You, over there, you over there, stop judging. So it's airborne. What does that mean exactly? Well, because it's not Riding on water vapor, it means that other viruses that do need the water vapor, like the flu, they get caught in your masks. Which would explain that really weird phenomenon. The really weird phenomenon that the flu essentially disappeared last year. We did not have a flu season because the flu was getting caught in people's masks. Meanwhile, despite all the mask wearing in mask Nazi states like New York, Michigan, California, we saw these giant spikes in COVID-19 diagnoses. 
But the mask works. Well, really, if, if the mask works, why are cases going up? Huh. That's just the damnedest, darndest thing. I, it blows my mind. But, you know, we science deniers, we actually, we, we actually engage in this thing called critical thinking. Because, again, as they point out in this article, the people in this article, they point out, yes, the science deniers engage in critical thinking because they see the same data sets that we are, but they're interpreting them differently. They're not interpreting them with the same level of naivete as the average schmuck who just turns on the evening news and, oh, oh, Lester Holt says this is bad, so obviously it's bad. And then you say, well, it's not as bad as you think because you have a 99.99999% chance of surviving if you get this virus. Oh, you're a science denier because, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's going to kill me. Well, okay. Let's let's look at some facts here. You're relatively young. You're in your 20s, 30s. Yeah. You're in good health. You don't have an underlying condition like, I don't know, cancer, obesity, diabetes. No, no, I don't have any of that. So if you look at the death rates of people your age group with no comorbidities, you've got a 99.9967309 percent chance of surviving this disease if you get it. (gasps) You're a science denier! Are you trying to kill grandma? You want me to die? Oh my god, it's like... Okay, so... Way, 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 way back in the in the before times last October. My darling, beautiful, blushing bride of a wife was exposed to COVID nineteen by a coworker who thought she had a sinus infection. And it turns out she had COVID. So my wife does her two weeks. And literally, it's the Friday before she's supposed to be able to go back to work. And all of a sudden, bam. Her energy's gone. Her joints hurt. Her muscles ache. She's running a fever. It's like, well, let's give it overnight. We'll see how you feel. Saturday morning, still feels run down. Feels like crap running fever. Sunday morning, she wakes up, still feels like garbage. Okay, you're going to the doctor. You're getting tested. Turns out she had COVID. Oh, uh, surprise. But here's the thing. We did the responsible thing. Say, kids, you stay on your end of the house. Do not go past the, the bathroom that's right next to our bedroom and our office. My wife stayed in her corner of the office while she was in here because she was still she was still doing online teaching. She was getting on Zoom every day with her students. 
before she was sick, while she was sick, because she's a badass, and she still does her job when she's dying of COVID. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I'm doing stuff for podcasting, and I'm printing off the kids' work because they can't go to school because we have a COVID person in the house. I'm sleeping in bed next to my wife every night. I didn't move to the couch just because she was sick. In all actuality, according to all the fear-mongering, mongers, mongering in fear, I should have gotten COVID and died as well, as should have all my children. But it didn't happen. Huh. Crazy. I didn't mask up around my wife. Obviously, we didn't have a vaccine back in October. So, now and everyone's talking about vaccines. Oh, this is an FDA-approved vaccine. No, 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 no. EUA, Emergency Youth Authorization. I've had vaccines given to me under Emergency Use Authorization. They were anthrax vaccines way back in the early aughts. They had a wonderful chemical in them called squalene, S-Q-U-A-L-E-N-E. This chemical is um, linked to a number of neurologic disorders such as narcolepsy. It's also linked to this wonderful persistent disease that's been affecting Gulf War veterans called Persian Gulf Syndrome. Huh. But people wonder why I'm a little hesitant to have, you know, the actual J&J vaccine or the Moderna or Pfizer mRNA treatments. And, And you point this out. It's like, well, it's not actually a vaccine. It's this is a this is a genetic treatment. Oh no, it's not. You don't even know how it works. Well, yeah, I do. I've read about it. Here's you know, it takes over part of the cells. It produces produces these protein spikes, and it's it's similar to the COVID. It's complicated. You go through it, and you you point out you know how they work, and they still think you're an idiot. The dude, Sean, says it causes shedding. As if some people who have died, it was the shedding of platelets and their blood could no longer clot. ITP, God bless America. How do I know what ITP is? Oh, my daughter had it when she was three. It's kind of scary when your kids bruise and you don't, just because you looked at them. And it's just, but you, you, we science deniers point out everything where it's like, well, no, it's, it's not that we're interpreting wrong. You're just being told how to interpret it. You're not actually thinking about it, but apparently according to MIT, we're just evil. Evil! 
All right. So I'll do a little good news. I, I need some good news. So we, last week we had the uh, the hacking of the oil pipeline. Well, payback is a bitch as the uh, as Darkseid found out. Uh, this is an article from from Barons. Servers of Colonial Pipeline hacker Darkseid forced down, according to a security firm. This is from AFP, the Agence Française. Oh, oh, oh. Oui, oui, oui. Servers for Darkseid were taken down by unknown actors Friday, a week after the cyber extortionists forced the shutdown of a large U.S. oil pipeline in a ransomware scam. Recorded Future, the security firm, said in a post that the allegedly Russia-based Darkseid had admitted in a web post that it lost access to certain servers used for, used for its web blog and for payments. Oh! Accessed via Tor on the dark web, the Darkseid site addressed showed a notice saying it could not be found. Recorded future threat intelligence analyst Dmitry Smelianets said he found a Russian language comment on a ransomware website ostensibly from DarkSup, described as the operator of DarkSide. Quote A few hours ago, we lost access to the public part of our infrastructure, namely blog, payment server, DOS servers, DarkSup wrote. The dark side operator also reported that cryptocurrency funds were also withdrawn from the gang's payment server, which was hosting ransom payments made by victims. Ha-ha! The robbers have been robbed. Yay! While there is no evidence of who might have forced Darkseid's website, the Twitter account of U.S. Military Cyber Warfare Group, the 780th Military Intelligence Brigade, retweeted the recorded future report on Friday. Darkseid, which only surfaced online late last year, was behind the attack on Colonial Pipeline that forced the shutdown of its network shipping gasoline, diesel, and aviation fuel across much of the eastern half of the United States. After Darkseid froze Colonial's computer systems last week and demanded millions in ransom to unlock them, Colonial shut down its pipeline sparking fuel shortages and long lines at gas stations across much of the southeast. Uh, Barron's News Department was not involved with creation content, blah, 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 AFP, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, the hackers got hacked. Unfortunately, it was their public servers. No, and not only was their crypto server hacked, Whoever did it took Bitcoin from them. Karma is a be karma is a mean, mean bitch. It is all, all it is, to, and it, it's great. And, and and people were talking about 
oh, they 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 got paid in five million dollars worth of Bitcoin. We'll we'll never know where it went. Um, I hate to break it to you, but crypto, especially Bitcoin, is not as um trace proof as people once believed. Because there were, uh, I don't remember the story right off the top of my head, but there was a uh, a Russian extortion ring that took money for for a job in Bitcoin, and the U.S. government was able to uh, find that transaction along the blockchain and figure out where the money went. And they were able to issue arrests on a bunch of Russian, you know, personnel. I don't know what their official titles were, but, you know, so we could figure out if it was, in fact, Darkside or if Darkside just made the program that was used, we can, fi- we can follow the Bitcoin trail, figure out, who ran that attack? Lady Di says, Russia, Russia, Russia. Probably. I wouldn't be shocked to find out that, oh, it originated from a computer within the Kremlin itself. But if it came from Russia, it would have also had to have had the blessing of one Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Lady Di says, it could also be the deep state you now. Well, I don't know if I would put it past the deep state to do something like that. I know they would gladly take advantage of all of the uh, craziness and the insanity caused because why, why did Colonial shut down the pipeline? Oh, because they couldn't bill customers. And so... Oh, they shut down the pipeline because they were worried about making a profit. Oh, my God. So then, you know, you know, Auntie Maxine's uh, proclamations from several years ago about nationalizing the energy sector suddenly become very, very palatable to the crazy left. Wait, you're concerned that you're not going to make money? Oh, we need to just take this over and 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 we need to uh we need to collectivize the the means of distribution of our petroleum products. Well, hey, 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 bruh, that sounds an awful, awful lot like uh Marxism there. Carl <laughs> It's Absolutely insane, but I was just glad when I saw that story when I was uh, doing uh, my show, looking for my show materials today. It was um, it was one of those, you know what? I like this one. This is some good news. Somebody, somebody bit the people who bit Colonial, and it's amazing. All right, so I'm going to wrap this show up for the night. Oh my gosh. Again, I'm sorry I was late. 
I didn't mean to. But it, it's been great having fun with y'all. Um, Yeah, the same thing, same thing. If you're checking this out on Apple Podcasts, I ask you to do four things every week. Please, please do these four things. It really helps the show. Number one, smash that subscribe button. Or if they switch over to follow now, because some people are worried that by subscribe, you're going to have to pay for it. Alas, I'm not that special to ask you to pay extra money through Apple so you can keep getting the show for free because I love you. Then number two, please rate the show, preferably five stars. I'll accept four. I will accept four. Four is okay, but I prefer five. Then number three, write a review. Say something nice. Fluff it a little bit, but don't get carried away. Don't want people to think that, you know, I've got a bunch of crazy people out there just trying to, you know, fluff my ego or anything. And finally, number four, share the podcast. You know, the podcast as a whole. Share this episode. If there's a person who you think this will drive them absolutely bonkers and out of their minds, send it to them. I will gladly help in the spread of hate and discontent and your ability to be a hateful hate monger mongering in hate. I will gladly help you do that. Or send it to someone who you think will like the show that will help build the show. And it's all well and good. If you want to help support the show, again, please check out those sponsors. I'm happy to announce that Drizzly is now a, is now a partner with the show. So check out the link in the show notes. Drizzly, as, I, as it said in the ad, leader in home alcohol delivery, not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Again, thank you so very much. Uh, also, if you want to support the show, go to RelentlessDaring.com. You can go to the merch shop. You can buy merch. It's awesome. I'm still trying to work on designs and stuff. I'm really busy. I don't have a full-time designer. I'd tell you to sue me, but somebody probably would. Please don't. Or you can hit that donate button at the top of the screen. Click on that, and it'll give you a link to where you... It'll take you over to PayPal, and you can do a one-time or a monthly donation. It's up to you. Every little bit goes into making the show either better for you or at least just paying the bills and keeping the show on the radio or the Internet or wherever the hell this damn thing is listened to at. Again, thank you so very much, and as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.